Hey, what's going on? My name is Matthew and welcome to The Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and that you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and His church than when you tuned in. Hey there, welcome. My name is Michael. I'm a pastor at a church called Real Life and I'm excited to be with you today. I, I, I love that we get to spend a couple of minutes together with each other. And I believe that God has uh, a purpose and a plan for each of us. And you're, you're here for that reason. You're not here by mistake. God wanted you to be here with us during this time. And uh, I'm excited. He has a, a huge plan and a purpose and you are a part of it. Yeah, you are a part of God's plan. Us as a church, real life, we exist to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. And we believe that this call to reach the world isn't just for, for pastors or, or those super Christians. We believe it's the, the privilege and the honor and responsibility for all of us who have put our faith in Jesus to answer that call. And, uh, and so maybe that's you, maybe that's where you're at today. You have put your faith in Jesus and he's asking you to take that step to answer that call. Maybe you haven't put your faith in Jesus yet. Either way, I'm excited that you're with us because God is gonna speak to each of us today as we uh, journey into his word. And we've been a, uh, as a church journeying through this book of Luke. It's a letter written by this guy named, you guessed it, Bob. No, his name is Luke, right? He wrote this book, this letter, Luke, and he wrote it to a friend. And why did he write it? He wrote it so that his friend would know who Jesus is, what Jesus has done and who Jesus calls him to be. And so for us, we can look at this letter knowing that Luke is a doctor. He took great pain in putting together this articulate, detailed account of Jesus's life that you and I can look at it and go, that's who Jesus is. That's what he's done. And that is who he's calling me to be, us to be. And so I'm excited. As we look at Luke, we see Jesus. We see him as this great leader, this amazing teacher. We see him as our Lord and Savior. And as we look at him, we see that he had one heart, one focus, one mission in mind. And this is his purpose for coming. He says this in John 10, 10, he says, the thief, the enemy, Satan, he comes, his purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. But my purpose is to bring a rich and satisfying life. Now this life that Jesus is talking about is one that's connected with him in relationship with him and on mission with him. Jesus calls us to this rich and satisfying life to be with him and on mission with him. Now, Jesus's mission was clear. He said it over and over again. I came to seek and save those who were lost, those who are separated from relationship with God. I came to find them and to bring them home. And Jesus did this, did his part by living a perfect life, by dying a death on the cross, and by raising from the dead three days later, conquering sin and death. Jesus himself said, it is finished. His part is finished. Jesus has turned his face to Jerusalem in the context that we're in. He's turned his face. He is heading towards that painful, purposeful death, that death that's gonna bring us life, the resurrection that's gonna bring us hope if we put our faith in him. Jesus has set his face, his face towards Jerusalem and, and is moving in that direction. And as he's going, he's starting to, to teach and continue to teach his followers. Jesus, we see him coaching, teaching, training, discipling his followers to take the mission after he has done his part, to take the mission to reach this world. 
And so we see this in Luke chapter 10. And I'd love for you to uh, read along in your Bible, Bible app. You can see it on the screen. It says this, after the Lord appointed 72 others and he sent them out ahead of him, two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. In Matthew chapter nine, Jesus says these same words, but we get a little bit more context in it. We see that as Jesus looked out and saw people, he was moved by compassion. He was moved like physically pained with this compassion, overwhelmed with it because he saw the people and he saw that they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And so he says again, go, behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Lambs are gentle. Lambs aren't meant to start a fight. And so he's sending us out as gentle lambs with this mission. He says, carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals and greet no one on the road. He's trying to train and equip them to focus their hearts and attention on the mission that's at hand, to preach the gospel, to share the good news that salvation has come. And he says this, whenever, whatever house you enter, first say this, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, now that is someone who has either received the good news of Jesus or is open to receiving the good news of Jesus. If that person is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And so remain in that house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide for the laborer deserves his wages. Now don't go from house to house, set up a base camp, stay here. And whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is before you heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town that doesn't receive you, go into the streets and say this, it says, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, the kingdom of God has come near you. And then he kind of pauses from the instruction and kind of gives them some background of what's gonna happen in those moments, he says, I tell you the truth that it's more bearable on that day, the day of judgment that's coming at some point. It's better on that day for Sodom than for that town that, that rejected you. Now, Sodom is a town that God burned to the ground because of the great sin that was in that. So he's saying that on the day of judgment, that those towns that reject you, it's gonna be worse than them than that town. And then he starts to share these woes to these cities. And I'm not gonna butcher the name. So he says, woe to you, C-town. Woe to you, B-town. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in these other towns, T-town and S-town, they would have repented long ago. They would have been sitting in sackcloth and ashes. And so he's saying, the works, the miracle, the experience, you're seeing God's power and presence displayed before you in signs and wonders, these, these acts that are miraculous that you can't explain. He's saying, if, if these other towns would seen those, they would have said, God, you were here. We receive you. We want to know you. We want to follow you. We give our lives to you. We would have repented from our old ways and turned to you. But he said, it's going to be more bearable in the judgment for those towns who haven't experienced it than for the, those who have. And for you, Capernaum, that's a town where God did lots of work. Jesus did a lot of work in that town. Will you be exalted to heaven, he says? He says, no, you shall be brought down to Hades. 
And then he gives them this last encouragement before he sends them out. He says, the ones who hear you, hear me. And the ones who reject you, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And the ones who reject me, reject the one who sent me, God the Father. And so we see that Jesus is, is huddling these, these guys together, these group of people together and going, this is the mission. Here's the focus, go. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to say. And he, 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 you see that he tells them the kingdom of God is near, share this. And if they receive it, do signs and wonders, perform miracles, continue to preach the gospel. If they don't, don't start a fight. You're sent out as lambs, gentle lambs, not as a fighting crew. And then he shares about the judgment that's coming. And there is gonna be judgment coming. It's not your job to carry out the judgment, to cast it on them. Your job is to bring peace, to bring the good news, to bring the gospel, the hope of salvation that's only found in Jesus. That's your role. And so Jesus, he's doing his part. He's heading to the cross to carry the sin and shame for all of us. He's gonna conquer sin and death by resurrecting. And then he's entrusting the rest of the mission to us. And we have to understand that there is no plan B. Jesus did his part. Now we are the fulfillment of that part. The second part, there is no plan B. You are God's plan to reach the world. It's not going to be uh, found, the plan to reach the world is not going to be found in uh, America. It's not going to be found in a president or in a constitution or in any earthly kingdom or, or anything like that. You are God's hope to reach the world. Jesus has entrusted his mission to his people. Those of us who follow him and, and have surrendered our lives to him, we are called to carry this forward. You are God's plan to reach the world. Well, Michael, that's, again, that's just for those people that were there. Well, these are examples of him commissioning people. But then Jesus spoke specifically about you and about me after he went to the cross, after he died, after he rose from the dead, conquering sin and death. He says this before he went home to heaven. He says in Matthew 28, he says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples, that's you, that's me. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have, have given you and be sure of this. Even to the end of the age, I am with you. I am always with you. So Jesus, he is, when he's on earth, he's modeling what it looks like to, to bring the good news. And then he's commissioning it and putting it in the hands of people going, you are, you are God's plan to reach the world. Go do this. And you might be saying, well, they have an advantage because they were with Jesus, but they didn't. They were just as messed up as you and I. They went out, the apostles, the super, the super apostles, the super Christians, they went out and messed up. They came back and they said, hey, we're unable to do this. We weren't able to cast out a demon out of this boy. Then they started arguing, who's the greatest? Is it me? Is it him? They were, they had, the focus was all over the place. They even were stopping people that were on their team. Hey God, this guy was doing works in your name and we stopped him. Like they were messing up all over the place. So many ups and downs. I mean, at one point, like Jesus calls out Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. This is the same Peter that Jesus also says, I'm gonna build my church on him. I don't know if you've been called Satan or not, but man, these guys had ups and downs. And every time they dropped the ball, Jesus picked it up and goes, 
Here, you are my plan to reach the world. Go, go. And, and, and so for all of us who have put our faith in Jesus, that's our call. That's our responsibility. That's our honor and privilege is to take this mission and, and take, this, take this and go into the world to reach them for, for, for Jesus. We are God's plan to reach the world. And, and I know there's tons of excuses. I know there are, or else we'd all be a part of it. So what are some of those excuses? Well, I don't know enough. Neither did the 72 or the 12th for that matter. Well, I, 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 I don't have a Bible degree. They didn't either. I didn't have all this stuff. I don't know enough. I'd, well, whatever your excuses are, if you've had an encounter and experience with Jesus, you have been invited to this mission. And he's gonna equip and empower you to carry this forward. So, so if you're just waiting for a personal invitation, you have one, you're invited. I'm inviting you, but even more than that, Jesus is inviting you. He's calling you to go make disciples of all nations. You, yes, you. It doesn't matter what happened this morning or last night or even last week. That doesn't disqualify you from this call. Those are opportunities to learn from and grow Jesus it wants to grow in you and mature you in your faith so that you can continue to keep moving forward because you are God's plan to reach the world. Well, okay, okay, I, I'm starting to track with you, Michael. I, I get it, I, I'm, the plan, I'm the plan to, to reach the world. I get that, but I don't know how to launch a church. I can't uh, launch a church service. I don't know how to do all of these things that you guys do. I don't have a fancy mic on my face with a camera in front of me. I can't preach a message like this. That's okay. Really, honestly, this, what I'm doing is for a few people. And, and if you're not called to that, great. You know what you are called to do? You're called to live out your mission. You're called to live out your mission. You have a God-designed purpose. You are invited to be part of the greatest mission in all of eternity, the greatest team in all of eternity, the greatest family, the greatest purpose in all of eternity. You are God's plan to reach the world and you are a masterpiece. Paul writes it like this. He says it like this in Ephesians 2. He says, you are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You are a masterpiece. God has created you on purpose, specifically you on purpose. Why? Because he's got a plan for you. Your plan is different than my plan, how we articulate it. You're not gonna be here with the, a microphone and the camera. God has a plan for you. So what is that? I wanna say, it's what are you already doing? Where's the area of influences that you have in your life? Is it, is it a school that you're in? Maybe it's a kid's school that you have influence. Maybe it's gymnastics. Maybe it's uh, a place of work. Whatever your passion is, what are you doing? God wants to use you in those spheres of influence to bring his kingdom, to bring his hope, to bring his love, to bring his truth. You are there to help people find Jesus, to come to know him, to experience life transformation. You are God's plan to reach the world. And so I think of it this way, real practically. If you take out a piece of paper, draw notes, if you write your name right here in the center, draw a circle around it. And I would put Jesus in the center of that circle center and anchor your life on Jesus. Then I would start to draw other circles where your life interconnects, like your family, right? Family there in another circle that overlaps that. Then maybe your workplace, your neighbors, 
your, your whoever, your sports team you're connected with, whatever those areas that you have influence with, that you have a relationship with, God has planted you there on purpose to reach those people. You have an opportunity and a privilege to reach people that I'll never get to reach. I think of those people that are in your class, that, that work with you. I don't have a relationship with them. You do. Why? Because you're God's plan to reach that person for Jesus. And so I want to encourage you. Look around you. Again, Jesus says, go sit in the house. Don't go from house to house. Sit where you are and look around. Start there where you're planted, that's where God wants you to start reaching people. Don't look at me. Don't look at your neighbor, this, that, and they start comparing giftings or callings. They have their mission and they're uniquely gifted and qualified to do it. You have your mission. You are God's plan to reach the world. You need to live out your mission. And, and I think of, for, for me and my family, this whole COVID season has been really challenging for us. I think for me, my calling was, was clear to become a pastor, to help preach the gospel, to help others find Jesus. And, and my primary context was Sunday mornings, was Sunday gatherings. And when that changed, when that shifted and we weren't able to meet anymore like that, we really wrestled as a family with, so is, is our mission over for right now? Of course it's not. The method that we used and leverage that God had called us to is shifting, it's changed, but the mission is still the same to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. So what was I gonna do? Sit on the sidelines and wait for my sphere of influence to, to open back up those Sunday gatherings? We had to wrestle. And so my wife, Hannah and I, we started praying going, where right now, if we look around us, where has God planted us? We have these spheres of influence my daughter is in gymnastics and we carpool. So we've got people that we interact with that we can love on and encourage and reach for Jesus there. I have another child who's in music, who's got a band that they're in, that we can look and love and pray for those people to come to know Jesus. We've got neighbors that God has put on our heart that we need to reach out to, invite over for dinner, to, to start to build relationships and see how God is gonna move through us to reach them not wait for something else to open up, not to wait for Sundays to start again so then I can start leveraging my gifts. No, I can use my gifts where I'm at. And it's really tough because uh, there was mourning. I missed Sundays and I missed it. Why? Because, because it was fun. It was great seeing you guys, but also I was missing the part of being connected on mission with Jesus. Yes, I have a personal relation with him and I'm growing in him, but I was missing being a part of and on mission with him. And so I could sit and pout and wait for my place to open back up again. Or I go, God, help me to be on mission with you now. And he's revealed all of these different areas of influence, these spheres of relationships that he's saying, Michael, you and your family have an opportunity right here to reach these people. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to step in? And I realized that this is hard to do it by myself. And I love that Jesus, when he sent these 72 out, he did it in pairs. He said, two by two. Why did he do this? Because we're not meant to do this alone. We're not supposed to do this alone. 
you and I were made for, meant for community, to be together. There are no rogue missionaries in Jesus's kingdom. We are called to do this together. And so right now together is weird. It's weird. Together used to mean come together on Sundays and we'd all be in the same room and now it's different. But the mission is still the mission. The mission is still that we are called to reach the world for Jesus one person at a time. You are God's plan to do that. So how do we live out that mission now? Well, we as a church, we've, we've pivoted. We've created these three different contexts where we can gather in community online. If you're watching, you're a part of our online community. I wanna invite you not just to participate and just stream this. I want you to get involved. Don't just be sitting there by yourself, get connected. Go to our website, text the number on the screen, say, hey, I'm ready to to get connected. I don't wanna do this by myself anymore. If you're at one of our real life at homes, don't just sit in somebody's living room, actually engage, get to know the people, be known by them, allow them to know you. We're called to do this together, to be in community. And when we open up Sundays again, which it's coming soon, don't just come in the door and sit in the chair. Come be a part of community, be on mission, be living out your call to reach the world and leverage these contexts. If you have people in your life, bring them with you, bring them with you in community to online, to at home, to Sunday gatherings, bring them with you. You are God's plan to reach the world. Leverage whatever you can to do that. You need help. I need help. Everybody needs help. We as a church want to come alongside you. We want to come along and and help equip you. And so if you need help trying to figure out what your masterpiece mission is, I don't really know what God is calling me to do. Go to our website, hit the box, get connected, text that number on the screen, say, hey, I need help figuring out how I can reach people in my life. We want to come alongside you, equip you, give you tools and resources to help you live out your mission. And if you are living out your mission, I want to say, keep going, keep persevering. God is is so pleased with you. And I want to encourage you, don't lose hope, keep going. And I want to challenge you, if you have capacity, help others jump in the game, help lead others. Now, if you need help leading others, we want to again, come alongside you. You are God's plan to reach the world. And if you're watching this and, and you're hearing about Jesus, this guy who lived a perfect life that you couldn't, that died on the cross for your sins. And he rose again to to give you hope and and a purpose and a life. And you're sitting on the outside going, I don't know that, but I want to be a part of that. I want to encourage you, put your faith in Jesus. We want to help you take your steps of faith going, God, I need you. The the enemy, the world, uh, my life is, is harassed and I feel helpless like those sheep. And God, if you've seen me and you've moved with compassion and you've done this for me, I wanna, I wanna be with you. I wanna be connected with you, Jesus. I wanna have a life that's full of purpose, that's rich and satisfying. I wanna have a life that, that is meaningful. If that's where you're at, I wanna invite you, put your faith in Jesus. Again, reach out in the, in the chat, text the number of the screen, go to our website, reach out. We wanna help you take this next step. And if that's where you are putting your faith in Jesus, the first practical step is to be baptized. And we wanna help you take that next step of baptism. Baptism is a beautiful picture of your old life, your old self-led life being buried under the water, 
just like Jesus was buried in the grave. And then when Jesus came out of the grave, he rose, you come out of the water, a new creation filled with purpose and passion to be connected with Jesus and to be on mission with him. And that's what I wanna call you to. If you're in this place of putting your faith in Jesus, respond. We wanna help you. And so for all of us watching, wherever we're at, God has a plan and a purpose for you. If you're watching this and you're not in the game, you're not participating in helping people come to know Jesus and experience life transformation, I wanna encourage you, get off the sidelines. That's when you're gonna experience the rich and satisfying life that Jesus talked about, when you're connected with him and on mission with him. And so I wanna pray for us as we close our time together today. I wanna pray that God would move each of us to, to a step of faith. So join me as I pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that we see that you did your part. You did what only you could do. Only you could live a perfect life. Only you could bring forgiveness and hope and salvation. God, I thank you that you've entrusted us with the mission of reaching people. And so God, I pray that you would uh, encourage each and every person watching this to take a next step of faith. God, if those are people sitting on the sidelines, watching the, the, the mission move forward without them, God, I pray that you would encourage them to take that step of faith, to get in the game, to get in to the mission, Real, help them realize God, reveal them even now, just the areas, the people in their lives that you've placed them in to reach for you those who are, are, are leading and loving people right now and on mission, God, I pray that you'd refresh them. You'd bring a renewal of passion for the mission and for you. And for those uh, who are on the outside going, there's hope. There really is hope in this world. His name is Jesus. God, I pray that you would uh, draw them to you. And I pray that they would put their faith in you right now. God, we need you. We love you. We are desperate for you. God, we thank you that we have a hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to encourage you. Respond. Whatever your next step is, big or small, respond. God has a plan for you. Um, you are his masterpiece that only you can complete, only you can fulfill. So let's walk it out together. Let's respond now. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take care.